Gallimera Cruises and welcome to my latest podcast on the wonderful world of cruises. By the way, if you're wondering, Gallimera means welcome in Greek. On this podcast, I'm focusing on two Mediterranean cruises, one west and the other east. Both sailings are completely different and this is show how diverse cruise vacations can be. My first cruise itinerary is what is a typical seven night summer western Mediterranean cruise. This one is a bit different which has all the ingredients of a good week at sea, great destinations and a day at sea. Other mainstream cruise lines have more or less the same countries on their itineraries but with a slight variation of cities. So we start from one of the most famous ports in the world and one of my favourites, Genoa. It also has a small but practical international airport and also the city has very good connections throughout. Highly recommended for a pre-cruise stay, Genoa is steep in history and the city is neither too big or too small and it offers great choices to eat and cafes to have a cappuccino or two. So let's get our taxi over to the port of Genoa where past explorers such as Christopher Columbus sailed from. The great thing about these seven night cruises is that you can put your work life to one side and just relax. That's what a cruise is designed for. We board our ship MSC Fantasia, a 4,200 passenger cruise ship which has been serving this family run cruise line since 2008. The beauty of cruise lines is that they, unlike other enterprises, refurbish their ships to fall in line with customers' expectations. And with MSC Fantasia, just fresh from her multi-million pound makeover in 2019, is ready to show you a good time. MSC Fantasia quietly leaves Genoa and sails gingerly across the Mediterranean Sea and the next day stops in France's second biggest city, Marseille. It's such an influential city, is actually mentioned in the country's national anthem. One tip. The port is about 5 kilometers to the city, so an excursion is recommended. Or, should you want to do your own sightseeing tour, for a small supplement, MSC offers a return shuttle service from the port to the city. We leave this famous maritime port and headquarters of the world-famous French Foreign Legion behind, and we skim the stunning Côte d'Azur, followed by the majestic Costa Brava. From here, we dock in Catalonia's bohemian city of Barcelona. Spain's second biggest city has much to offer. It's wise to choose your day out carefully. The magnet for most tourists is Gaudí's unfinished but stunning La Sagrada Familia Cathedral. Your third day is at sea. Time to chill out, enjoy the good weather and engage on the many activities MSC Fantasia offers. You will find these activities throughout the day, evening and night. From Broadway style shows in the elegant theatres to glamorous nights in a casino to high-tech thrills in a 4D cinema or test your driving skills on a full-size Formula 1 simulator and on the open deck you will find an array of water-themed areas. After a fun day at sea and fully refreshed your ship will stop in a place which is back on the radar to MSC cruises and that is La Coulette in Tunisia in North Africa. I would strongly advise to take an excursion organised by MSC as there are many old Roman sites here. Once part of the Lath Carthagian Empire during Roman times, it's the home of the famous king, Hannibal and his elephants. After many great photographs later and the odd souvenirs here and there, we board our ship 
for our 5pm departure. After a quick snack we headed over to the open deck to see how our ship leaves this former biblical city and sets course to one of my favourite islands in the Mediterranean, Sicily. In the early morning we dock at Palermo, Sicily's capital. Mention Sicily to any savvy person out there and one of the first things that comes to their mind is the film The Godfather. Which part of the movie was filmed here? How does it go? Well, it's my best effort. You can be rest assured that the people of this much conquered island are one of the most friendliest you would ever find in Europe. Sicily is famous for many things, but a visit to Mount Edna, one of Europe's most active and largest volcanoes, is recommended. It does, however, require a lot of walking especially the last part to the top of the volcano, so you've been warned. If volcanoes is not for you, Palermo offers many great eateries, as this place is one of the wonders of gastronomy. If available, try an excursion in Syracuse on the eastern part of the island. Legend has it that in 213 BC, a chap called Archimedes repelled a Roman invasion by ordering his army to polish their respective shields and using them to reflect the sun's rays, which consequently burnt the sails of the Roman ships. That was then. Nowadays, Sicilians welcome you with open arms. With the traditional t-shirt souvenir in the bag, we depart the Mediterranean's biggest island and steer northwest towards the port of Civitaretia, which is the gateway of the eternal city of Rome, our penultimate stop. Ironically, Rome is actually inland, so it relies on the nearby port of Civitavecchia, which is about 39 miles or an hour's drive southwest of the capital of Italy. In bygone times, the port of Ostia Antica used to serve ancient Rome. Although closer to Rome, it's now an archaeological site, and if excursions are available, I would strongly recommend it. Imagine that, walking on the same footsteps as Julius Caesar, Mark Antony, Nero, yes, about him, not me, Caligula, he was another one, Spartacus, if he was there, and Rome's first Christian emperor, Constantine. Absolutely incredible. With the end in sight, our cruise ship sails along the coastline of Italy and steams to our last stop, where we started in Genoa. After a hearty breakfast, it's time to disembark and... With a bag full of goodies, it's time for your next holiday. And as they say in Italy, it's Averleggi, or Ciao. The next cruise voyage is on the eastern part of the Mediterranean, an area steep in myths, gods, and the odd Swedish influence. You're going to like this one. This is a seven-night, four-island Greek cruise, with a twist. It's with one of our partners here at Fred Austin Travel. And that brand is Star Clippers, of course. One of the few, but, best tour ship cruise lines around. Star Clippers have three tour ships. Now your ship on this voyage is called the Star Flyer. A four-masted sailing ship, and it will be as close as you can possibly get to sailing on a yacht, but without the hard work. Come on, it's your holiday after all. As one past passenger described her cruise on Star Clippers, echoing the past. Now... To add more spin on this voyage, the reason why I chose it, is because it's visited in the Aegean Sea two beautiful islands where Abba's Mamma Mia was filmed. 
Your ship will depart from Piraeus, the port that serves Athens in Greece. Now one tip, always spend at least two to three days in the Greek capital for a couple of reasons. It's a beautiful and wonderful and very interesting city, which has to be embraced rather than just passed from the airport. Flights are sometimes too tight for the same day and you may miss the ship. Your ship may not be the biggest, but it has the advantage to visit these smaller islands, which other larger vessels just can't do. The ship is split into three passenger sections and will offer you what you expect on a traditional cruise ship. So, no hammocks here, just comfortable beds and rooms finished in lovely oak. And with 164 like-minded passengers, you're in for a whale of a time. As we leave the Acropolis and all the Greek gods behind, we spend the next day cutting through the Aegean Sea. And when the 109 meter ship unleashes its 16 sails, it uses the oldest form of propulsion, wind. Bearing in mind, when the wind catches the sails, it can propel the ship along at a comfortable 8 to 10 knots. And with a maximum speed of 17 knots, all with no motorized engine. During this long and lazy day at sea, you have the chance to go to the bowsprit, a netting area situated at the front of the ship. Here you can lay down on the net and feel the wind blowing in your hair, and maybe seeing a school of dolphins swimming alongside the ship. This is one of the most relaxing places on any ship. On the second morning, the sleepy beach town of Dikili in Turkey is our first stop. A typical Turkish small harbour, not practical for bigger ships, so you're in there. A picturesque scenario of small cafes and open-air restaurants, you can finally sample this hidden part of Europe. Whilst there, you have the chance to visit two of the main monuments, the Acropolis and the Askepion. Tradition is steep on cruise lines and no more than star clippers. Let me tell you why. As Starfly slowly drifts away from the port, you will hear the unforgettable tune of Conquest of Paradise by Vangelis. The music will echo across the open decks of the ship and as the crew unfurls 36,000 square feet of billowing sails and with some help from the passengers, you included. So, be prepared. Don't worry folks, no press gangs over here, just sheer fun and a bag full of memories. The island of Lemnos is next, the most northern Greek island on our seven-day cruise. Although a very flat island, it has many great ancient buildings and one or two tavernas, as Lemnos is one of the top wine producers for Greek wine in the Aegean Sea. So, as we down our umpteen glass of lovely Greek wine, we then raise our glasses and say, Yamas! Which means cheers in Greek, apparently. Well, that's what I've been told. As the starfly heads southwest, it reaches your halfway mark of your cruise. Now, one amazing feature is on all Star Clipper ships, you have the opportunity to climb up to the crow's nest, just like Jack Sparrow from Pirates of the Caribbean. How cool is that? In the old swashbuckling days, this is where the lookouts were posted to spot either ships or shout, land ahoy. On this ship, should you dare, you'll be escorted up to 226 feet high and have the view of a lifetime. Oh, and one thing, take your camera because the views in the crow's nest are literally out of this world. And if you're up there early on the fourth day of your cruise, you will spot on the horizon the magical island of Skiathos. 
your next port of call. This is one of the two islands used for the ABBA film, Mamma Mia. Only a handful of scenes were filmed here, mainly the sandy beaches which this island is famous for, and the part when the three fathers meet in the small local harbour, ready to go to the next island where a mystery will be unlocked with Meryl Streep. In Skiathos you will find many monumental buildings and, as it's more commercial due to the international airport nearby, it offers exciting and scenic excursions. Our next stop is the island of Skopelos, where most of the film was shot. In the film, they used the fictional name of Karokadi, which actually means summer in Greek. There's one for the quiz night. Since 2008, when the film was released, this island has been visited by many ABBA fans. As one would say, it's a film where you can escape from the day-to-day -day life, especially in 2020. Once on the island, why not do a film tour you can choose a ship's excursion team or maybe a local agency or simply do your own ABBA tour. With the tunes of Fernando, Mamma Mia, Waterloo ringing in your ears, your cocktails await you as you board Star Flyer. So put on your ABBA gear and do your Dancing Queen. Although the ship is small, it's designed for the open deck life. This is where the action and the time to socialise as well as sunbathing is best suited. To cool off, there are two plunge pools and areas where you can unwind and feel the sea breeze blowing in your hair. One of the main areas of socialising is a tropical bar. Here you can mix with crew and fellow passengers and also where they would do daily activities which includes pilates and yoga. The cabins are designed to be as authentic as any nautical yacht. There are six categories plus a top one for the owner's cabin. Most of them finished off in real wood and with a typical nautical touch. For indoor entertainment, the piano bar is one place where you can really unwind whilst listening to the music. Other areas available are the shop, library with internet facilities. This also doubles up as a games room. Here you can play cards, backgammon and other board games. Unfortunately, the Star Flyer does not have a gym or spa due to its size, but Star Clipper's flagship Royal Clipper has indeed. As it's bigger by 79 feet, the gym spa are actually located below the waterline. And yes, you can see fishes and the odd shark whilst doing a treadmill through the many portholes. Meanwhile, back on the Starfly, there is only one main dining room, and the food is just as exquisite as any premium line. One area on the Starfly where you won't find on many cruise ships is a visit to the outdoor bridge. Now, this is referred to an open bridge area. This is situated towards the front of the ship next to the indoor bridge. If you're wondering what the bridge is, that's where the captain and all the other officers are whilst they navigate your ship. A bit like Captain Kirk in Star Trek. Here you can actually interact with the crew as they navigate the ship and most times they let you hold the ship's wooden spoke wheel. Now how cool is that? By the way, for night operations or any challenging seas, the crew will use the indoor bridge. The crew in the distinctive nautical hoop tops would always be on hand dealing with jobs, repairs or hoisting sails. This is all part of the preservation of previous seafaring days. On the subject of navigating, your next port is the Greek Naval Academy island of Poros. Here you can relax as it offers what Greece is famous for, good food and fantastic hospitality, typical Greek. And hey, you may even do the odd famous Greek dance the sitaki, 
the dance made famous worldwide in the classic black and white 1964 film Zorba the Greek with two excellent actors, Alan Bates and the unforgettable Anthony Quinn. Now that we are in the final hours of our Greek island getaway and after a smash plate here and there, you return to your ship for the very last time and say Galispera to the crew as you board. Prior to reaching the final stop, the port of Piraeus in Athens, we can look back and reflect on this mini Greek adventure. A small fact here, Greece has just over 6,000 islands spread out over the eastern Mediterranean, although not all are habited. The ones that we have just visited are some of the more stunning islands in the Aegean Sea, or which are off limits to other bigger cruise ships. So lucky you! And so we ask ourselves, who goes on Star Clippers? Simple, anyone. Couples, solo, adventure seekers, romance, families. Although there aren't any kids clubs, the open area would be a mini Captain Sparrow's paradise for them. It's what we call in the industry an alternative cruise experience. Now that I've whetted your appetite, go to my website, Go Cruise with Albert, or phone me here in London on 0208 and if you're into social media, like most of us are, on my Facebook, just search me on Go Cruise Albert. And looking forward to hearing from you. On my next podcast, I'll be covering the other type of cruises. River cruises. Hmm, sounds interesting. You'll be surprised. Now, where is that manual? That's it from me, Albert Garcia, and all the staff at Star Clippers, and especially Star Fleur. It's a goodbye in Greek. Padiosas. Until then, let's all get up and dance a sitagi.